Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want my life's work to be reflected in the success of others. That's you. You're the other. And guess what? It won't cost you $20,000 either. Let's do a quick FAQ about working with me. How much do I charge? $285 an hour. I don't do the typical five school $20,000 package. You don't need to spend that kind of money on a consultant. Why should you hire me? You shouldn't. You should listen to the podcast. If you still have questions, you'll need to schedule a free meet and greet session with me. Only after that meeting and deciding if we're a good fit, will I send you the link to our payment page. And all the payments for what it's worth are done through the website. That should be standard practice. Anything else is a bit shady. Um, how many hours will you need? Uh, some, a lot, none. I, I don't know. Again, listen to the podcast. That's the only sure way to save yourself a lot of money. Truly, the MBA applicant pool is wildly varied, and I have zero idea how many hours you're going to need. If another consultant says that an average application takes X amount of hours, that's cool, but I'm not interested in average applications. And you know who else isn't interested in average? Business schools. So what makes me different from other consultants? As you know, I was a manager in an M7 admissions office in 2023. My wife is a Chicago Booth MBA. I have a master's of fine arts degree in professional creative writing. And most importantly, I don't do what other consultants do. We'll work together live via Google Meet and craft an awesome application. Also, as you know, I'm not really a fan of MBA consultants. Now, next question, of course, is why live consulting? This is for all sorts of reasons. It ensures you're getting value for your money first and foremost. My editing process, especially on essays, is an educational process. You'll learn what makes your writing work and what doesn't, and you'll use this in other essays as well. It allows us to correct errors, especially on the resume, in real time. Interview prep, obviously, also needs to be done live. And finally, if you want, I'm happy to be a second set of eyes on your actual application before you click submit. Then finally, let's talk about the GMAT and GRE just because they're frequently asked questions. You know my answer to that. It has nothing to do with my hourly consulting service, but take the practice test of both. Whichever one works, whichever one you scored naturally better at, go ahead and study for and take that test. Schools do not care which one you take. All right, let's dive into this a little bit more. So let's talk about the 285 an hour rate. If you've done any shopping, which I'd highly encourage you to do, you've likely seen prices tipping the high side of something like 7,000 per school, or they offer a bargain at 4,000 per school, but only if you apply to five. Yes, that is a $20,000 price tag. It's a down more than the down payment on my first house. Even if we wanted to, my wife and I couldn't shell out $20,000 for a consultant when we were applying to Booth, Harvard, Sloan, so on and so forth. Yet, without a consultant, my wife still became a Boothie and earned a hefty scholarship. How'd that happen? Well, my wife is awesome, of course, but if you asked her, she'd say it's because I helped her with her essays, application, and scholarship negotiation. 
that was before I worked as an admissions officer in a top tier school. And for what it's worth, my wife's GRE score was a 615 and we still got a decent scholarship, I think 60 or 80,000. All of that being said, I wish I knew then what I knew now. I, I could have saved Katie and me a lot of heartache and wasted effort, and we could have crafted a cleaner, cleaner, easier to produce, and a more compelling application had I known then what I know now. Live and learn, right? Well, wrong. Let's live, learn, and lead the way for others, shall we? That's a little bit more my speed. So listen, there isn't a secret to the application process. You need to make yourself an easy yes. This isn't accomplished by paying someone who worked at Harvard in the 90s a buttload of cash for them to spell check your essay and help you discover your purpose. It's done live, again, Google Meets, right, not in person, with someone who actually cares about you getting into an MBA school and changing the world. Why live? And what does it actually mean? So typically it's a video conference, right? Uh, we can also just screen share, look at a document. There's no need to get out of your PJs every day. I get it. Sometimes you just don't want to get dressed. No worries, but we'll do that to look over your resume essay and your entire application together. And the, the, the whys for this are there's multiple, right? It'll save you money and it gives you a better chance of getting accepted. That's the overall takeaway from it. Equally as important though, it lets you see, and I will talk to you as if I were still working in an admissions office, how I'm viewing your application. So you can actually see behind the curtain because you might think your essay is really compelling and obviously you're a shoe in and then you hear me read it the way I interpret it and it's a little bit shocking. It's like, wow, I had no idea my writing could be taken that way or not taken in the way I intended. This happens again and again and again with all the essays, resumes, so on and so forth. I really wanna give you that sense of how a director is going to read your application. Not a consultant, not your friend, not an MBA graduate, but the people that actually make the decision. Additionally, I didn't think this would be a thing until it just kind of iterated and happened. But recently, everyone that I consulted with last round, which was, uh, I guess, round two for the 2023-2024 cycle, they had me look over their application before they actually clicked submit. A second set of eyes is always helpful. And the second set of eyes that used to accept or deny MBA applicants, that's especially helpful. And that happens to be me. Now, quick story. So some applications have you copy and paste essays like Chicago, whereas others allow you to upload a file uh, and that'd be like Stanford. So this is why a second set of eyes helps. If you upload a file, we will see the file name. The directors will see the file name. No joke, one of my applicants titled their file Essay for My Safety School. It's poor form, friend, very poor form. More realistically, there's nothing like a finely crafted essay and resume coupled with a bunch of text box responses full of errors and misspellings. Again, we need to make you an easy yes for the director. Now, let's forget about feigning humility and talk about saving money a little bit more. I'm a good teacher, there, I said it. Selfishly, I take immense satisfaction in helping you write your way into an MBA by showing you how to craft a kick-ass application that you can, without hesitation, say is wholly and truly yours. Not mine, yours. Here's how it saves you money. Your essays, as you write them, require less and less work, and that it's time, on our end. 
your writing will quickly require less editing and the editing that we do will be efficient and effective and you'll be able to do a lot of it on your own. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, this or Our Common Wounds, you'll know I have an MFA in professional creative writing and I focus on poetry and essays. So weird combo, I know. The poetry part is about saying more with less, which is especially helpful if your essay has a word count. I also love essays, working with you to clearly and concisely state why you want an MBA, why you want it from X school, and what you're going to do with it. That's awesome sauce. Yes, I'm from the 90s, and no, we won't use words like awesome sauce in your essay. I'm confident, though, you'll become a good writer for two reasons. One, without any slight or malice, essay writing just isn't that hard. It's just not. The basics are very easy to teach, and the revision process is extra simple. It's especially when the word count is low, like it always is for MBA applications. To be clear, since we all have very different ideas of low word count, I regularly read and write essays in excess of 50,000 words. So our Stanford Impact essay of 200 words isn't going to make us break a sweat. Second, and here's the important part. It's a part, though, that you probably care a little bit less about, which is completely understandable right now. You're going to be a professional communicator during and after your MBA. That's kind of the whole point of an MBA, to get others working and working well. And since most colleges and businesses frown on forced labor and whatnot, all you're going to have are your words. So yeah, imposter syndrome and a lack of confidence are real things in business school. Trust me, being a good writer is a major portion of being a good communicator And good writing makes for good thinking, which leads to good speaking. This, as you may have guessed, is good. So listen, I grew up poor, like bouncing checks for milk poor. I used to spray shaving cream into the holes in the bathroom ceiling so spiders wouldn't follow me when I showered. And nowadays, my wife takes me on all these wonderful vacations all over the world. When we first started to travel, though, I hated it. As a kid, I hated hearing about other kids' spring breaks and Mexico trips when all I ever did was read books at home or pick up golf balls at the discount driving range for a few bucks. I trained myself to hate vacation since I could never go on one. Of course, though, as life goes, now that my dad's gone, I'd give anything to be back on that range sitting in his lap while I pretended to steer the golf cart. I'd take that over a beach in Mexico any day. But I digress. The point is this. My parents, flawed as they were, poor as we grew up, still instilled in me a love and respect for formal education and reading. I worked in a top-tier admissions office and denied the vast majority of applicants I came across. That was hard enough as it was. Harder still, especially given that type of upbringing, was knowing that some people are missing out on an MBA because they can't shell out the ridiculous package prices charged by a typical consultant. I'm all for value for value, and my time and knowledge is valuable, but not to the tune of $20,000. How much time will you need? Honestly, I hate to say this, I have no idea. That's what our initial meeting is for. I'm hesitant to give you an answer, but I'm also confident in my abilities. If you spend 20 or 200 hours with me, I know for a fact you'll feel it was money well spent. And FYI, just, you know, as much as I may love you, I probably want to keep our time together closer to that low end. Speaking of saving time, I almost forgot. There's this thing, you may have heard of it, it's called the MBA podcast. Oh, you know it, cool. 
I heard the the host is a pretty cool dude too, but the verdict's still out on that, I guess. Anywho, it's got a massive amount of information on it, like a lot. You can probably hire a consultant, say this one you're presently considering, and spend way less money because most of the info you need is in the podcast and it's free. You know, simple things like make your resume one page. No, seriously, one page. Write your essays, then look for all the times you use the word had and see if you can delete it. You'll be surprised. Read your essays out loud. It sucks, I know. But read it like a bedtime story, not all fast and hurried and quick to finish. If it doesn't read well aloud, it doesn't read well, period. Have a bunch of words with more than four syllables? Get rid of them. Do you have sentences that span multiple lines? Probably best to rewrite. Are you worried your resume doesn't make sense? Have someone who barely knows you, isn't in your line of work, and doesn't care about your feelings, read it. If it doesn't make sense to them, it likely won't make sense to a director. What about having trouble with brevity? Are you writing too many words? Plug your essays into ChatGPT3 with this prompt. Reduce the following essay to no more than 500 words. Do not make major edits or rewrites, just edit for word count. Now, ChatGPT won't be perfect, but it's a huge help. It's also a bit insulting in a hilarious way when it effortlessly deletes half of everything you said and retains your meaning. It's like, what was the point of that other half? What about having trouble writing enough words? You can't even begin to reach the, the you know, four or five, 600 words it requires for most essays. Think about writing sentiments, not sentences. Don't write crap you think I want to read or for a director to read. Just write your thoughts. Do it on a napkin or on a whiteboard or something that kind of breaks that barrier for you. Dictate it to your iPhone and don't worry about punctuation and grammar. Like, I want an MBA because I'm tired of crying in a cottage and I want to cry on a yacht. Also, I care about cats. I want to be a bajillionaire so I don't have to see people, but I can provide a comfy bed and a new paper bag for every cat in the world. Cool. That's that's certainly a sentiment. It needs some refinement, but hey, it's something. We need something to work on. And cats and their love affair with brown paper bags, is that something? Again, write sentiments. The sentences can come later. All right. Bam, there, saved you a few hours. All right, let's get to some final stuff here. Please, I just said it, I'll say it again. Listen to the podcast, seriously. It'll save you time and money. And hey, every episode you listen to that has an ad, I think I've done the math on it, gets me like half of a penny. So you're still paying me, either way, half a penny every time you listen to an episode. I appreciate you. Also, of course, before we work together, listen to that 30-minute session, uh, before even having the, the free meet and greet session with me listen to that 30 minute session episode because it kind of gives you a uh, what to prepare and what to bring, uh, what to prepare for and what to bring with you to that uh, meet and greet so that we can make the most of our time. Finally, don't stress about where you're at in the process. You could be just dipping a toe in or about to click submit. I'm happy to chat and see if I can help. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, my friend, and we will talk soon.